Hello, basketball fans, and welcome to another edition of the Hoop Jack Podcast Series. I'm your host, Chris Farmstead, and with me tonight, we have a very special guest, creator and owner of the Chosen League Podcast Series. We have Devin, Mr. Devin Calhoun. Devin, it's great to have you on the show, my man. Appreciate you for having me, Chris. So how's how's the game been going for you? How's the Chosen League? Man, we've been growing, especially on, um, on Anchor, man, and, you know, just Apple Podcasts. Really, really, it's been Anchor, man. It's just... I'm getting a lot more of the, the people on the audience is growing. A lot of people from I'm getting more plays from like my season one, and then coming up now it's just it's just constantly growing. So it's all it's all about the grind. It is it is always about the grind and seeing who wants to help support help listen. Uh, so we're gonna get right into it. So we're still covering March Madness. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. We have the first half of the Elite Eight. We, we have the first four. We have four of eight left who are still playing and four of eight who are in right now. So last night's games were really good. Um, a little, sh- a few shockers. Uh, we had number one Gonzaga and number one Arizona both going down in their matchups. Uh, Gonzaga losing to Arkansas and Houston losing to Arizona by double digits. Um which one of you felt like more of a surprise loss to their program? Wait, I thought Arizona lost, or was it, or did Houston beat them? Right. So Arkansas managed to win, and Houston able to win, but both the they were both number one seeds in their respective uh, kind of bracket areas. So our Gonzaga was number one in the West, and yeah, and Arizona, Arizona was number one too. South, and they're both out. So. What's interesting? Well, what's interesting to me about, um, in my personal opinion, I think the biggest upset was probably uh, Arkansas beating Gonzaga, because Gonzaga had a few players on that team that are at least you know lottery pick draft eligible players, uh, and Arkansas they've worked hard to the spot they're in, but they haven't having come a close loss to nearly a close win against New Mexico State. And nearly almost losing in the first round to Vermont. I like the path that they're on, but they have a tough matchup coming up against Duke. Yeah, uh, Duke, yeah. they beat Texas Tech. I, w- I would say for me, the biggest, what shocked me was Arizona losing because I felt like Arizona, they have a pretty good team too because you have they have shooters. And then you got, there's this one guy, he was uh, number zero. He was like the he was like a big he was like their key player in their last game before they lost to Houston because having him on the court it was like you know and plus the support from the fans that's the, that's the main thing when you have that support system from the fans and then some, you know you support your teammates you can do anything but Arizona losing I was like dang and they just came off a off a good game and like they come to lose now it's tough right. And you were mentioning Benedict Mathurin, number zero for Arizona. He just had a rough shooting night. He went 4 of 14 from the field, 2 of 7 from 3. Four four fouls didn't help his case either. And, you know, they came up short. They had a great year, 33 and 4 in the regular season. Had some strong wins. But the Cougars, in my opinion, they were just the better team both on the on the mainly on the defensive end, Houston had were plus three in blocks. They were six to three. 
against Arizona. They had a couple more rebounds, but yeah. I think killed um what killed Arizona was field goal percentage, you know. They foul trouble. Field goal percentage and foul trouble. Personal fouls, I mean, it was pretty close. I just and the turnovers were also hurting Arizona as well. And it, they were slim margins, but I think Houston outperformed them defensively and as far as a shooting team. They're they're very both they're split. It's a kind of a double they're a double hurt with offense and defense. And I'm looking forward to seeing how much more they can go with this run and kind of continuing on. So we have number four, Arkansas going up against number two, Duke in the West to see who comes out to play, have their spot in the final four. And then Villanova having beaten Michigan is another part of the elite eight. They're going to play against the Cougars on Sunday. I believe it's Sunday. No, they're playing them tomorrow, Saturday. Okay. Uh, that should be a good game. Um, two versus a five, two will come out of the South. And current, and we do have some games underway right now. Uh, I think we all know, apparently today was National Peacock Day. So good luck. So wishing my best to St. Peter's and the Peacocks and their Duke <laughs> currently underway. At the half, Purdue is up, but they're only up 33 to 29. It's close. It is close. Um, would I like to see an upset? Absolutely. Will it hurt my bracket? Even more. Because I still want to have my final four intact. So I don't Devin, did you make a bracket this year? No, I didn't I didn't make one this year. Oh I I sure I gotta find out where I can get them and then just you know put my put my team on it. I see I seen I've seen people with them before, but uh, so, yeah. I mean right. I probably have a I'll probably have a team I put up there. Just right. So for anyone who in the future, when March Madness comes, you got to be ready. Make sure to head over to ESPN. You can always fill out a bracket over there. I have one bracket, one bracket left standing, ninety nine and a half percent. Currently in the top one hundred thousand. I'm at ninety three thousand right now is my rank, which compared to like twelve million or even more is impressive. But yeah. I still have my final four intact. I still have Duke, Purdue, Houston, and Kansas all alive so far. And the other game currently going on, we have number one, Kansas versus four, Providence. Kansas currently up 19 to eight in that game. I'm thinking Kansas will move on, Jayhawk Nation all the way. Um, but how would you feel with this? Because currently going over Purdue, St. Peter's. How confident are you in Peacock Nation pulling off a keeping the run alive to the Elite Eight? I mean, it, it comes down to one thing: making sure that chemistry is there. You know, defense wins games, so they just gotta they know what to do. Gotta have that game plan just going to execute. I I feel like they'll they'll keep the train rolling. They'll keep it going as long I'm as not, they stay focused. Right. I'm not sure if you uh, ran into. Uh, if you've seen the guy out of uh, St. Peter's, what's his name? Doug Ebert. No, I, I, I didn't see him. Doug Eater. Doug Eater. Oh, this man is just the personality you kind of want to have on television, but also the guy who's worked hard. He's currently, like, I think before the ter- this run start, this tournament started, he only had like 1,500 followers on Instagram. Now he's up to like 25,000 mm. in the course of two two weeks so proud of him uh proud of the team i think 
And St. Peter's is a small school out of, I think, New York, New Jersey, somewhere up north. But this team looks hot. I would like Purdue to win, but they're keeping it close. I think Purdue really can't underestimate St. Peter's with their shooting, with their team chemistry, uh, no less. So um, winner moves on to – the winners of both move on to – complete half of what's left of the Elite Eight because the last two matches we have tonight are number eight, UNC, versus number four, UCLA in the East, and number 11, Iowa State, versus number 10, Miami. Now, I'm I'm a Kane fan. You know, I, I love Miami, uh, big fan. Uh, my wife is a former ISU uh, golfer, uh, played there, so... I'm conflicted on that, but I like seeing the run that Miami has had. I love, you know, the way that they've been playing, but also with UCLA, that's Bruin Nation. That's where basketball thrives, and especially also UNC does too. But I think the Bruins are too strong. Uh, who do you kind of see coming out of filling filling out the rest of that half of the final four of uh, the Elite Eight between ISU? Iowa State, Miami, UNC, UCLA. Okay, first I'm gonna go with Miami, Miami to beat Iowa, Iowa, and then I'm gonna go with UCLA because you. And in terms when you talk about like how you said about they thrive, a lot you got to look at it. A lot of them, those great basketball players came from there. You know, in UCLA, you know, Lonzo Ball, who's who's basically gonna be a great point guard for in you. the future. Right, you and had all you had Kevin Love, you had Westbrook, Westbrook. I mean, yeah, see, you've had guys like MJ, Vince Carter, you know, um, yeah, uh, not, um, I know I'm thinking of a few, I can't think of, uh, you know, oh, it's gonna hurt me, but yeah, there's been some greats come out of both schools, um, so that's gonna be a really great matchup tonight. Those those games of the lighter ones, you have UNC UCLA nine thirty nine Eastern Time and Iowa Iowa State Miami nine fifty nine Eastern Standard Time. Looking forward to seeing who makes it to who finishes out for the Elite Eight. Both games, the winners will play on Sunday, so give time to get some rest. Um, so who do you who who's your prediction for the Final Four? Dang so. Uh, dang, this is tough. I was thinking of so UCLA, Miami. I feel like Duke, Duke is gonna win. Duke mm-hmm. is gonna Duke is gonna be in the Final Four, and between Villanova and Houston, that's the last one. Between who? Villanova and Houston. I'll take I'll take Houston. You take the Cougars. All right. Yeah. I like you. I like uh, who did I have in my bracket? I want to just if it'll work. I had in my bracket that's still alive somehow. I had Duke. Yeah. I had Purdue. Okay. Duke versus Purdue, and Houston versus Kansas. Ooh. I have Kansas because. Jayhawk Nation, that's where basketball thrives. And I know it's been a long time for them since a national title, but they make runs. They make great tournament runs. They make their chemistry is on point. 
their last two games when they played Texas Southern. I know they were the one seed. It was a blowout. When they played Creighton, it was close. So I'm hoping tonight they'll silence the haters with a big win over number four Providence. So I'm excited to see that. And hopefully they'll continue to keep my bracket strong for the final four. Uh, so moving along towards day, we're reaching two weeks left in the oh, season. Man. Getting down to the nitty gritty. Three teams have already, you know, clinched a spot. And, yeah. you know, well, two really have clinched it. One's kind of clinched the division. So they're holding on. Um, the East still hasn't clinched a playoff spot yet. But two, the to top two in the West. Phoenix and Memphis have both clinched a spot, and Phoenix. Yes, has, Phoenix has claimed the best league record this year, without without a doubt. I'm excited for Phoenix. You're excited for Memphis, I can tell. Yeah, uh, I've said it all year. Memphis has been great in the regular season. I just need get. I need to see how they do in a four game series, a yeah. seven series, because if they cannot. If they do not look strong in that first series, I don't have I am not putting any stock into them. They're a great team. Desmond Bain, John ja Morant, they have been great. Steven Adams, they have been stellar. But are they a playoff contender title contender this year? I I wouldn't that's too soon. I wouldn't say they're a title contender. They they can make it in the playoffs and also we're getting we're for, we're forgetting uh Jared Jackson, who still give him one more year and he'll he'll be he'll be like really ready. But, is he um, right? He's right now, isn't he leading the NBA in blocks per game? He's uh, he's up there. I know he's up there, but um, I think uh, let let's check uh, let's 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 check it out. I'll, I'll I'll just so that I'm not wrong or I'm not you know yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know I don't know he's, he's up there he's number one two point oh, okay. three blocks per game. Ooh. So he's phenomenal, you know, make the case for defensive player of the year. Yeah, I would. I just want, you know, like you said, give him a year. He'll be one of the most dominant big men in the, in the game right now, I without a doubt. But how confident are you in them, not just in the regular season, but what they could do? I'm confident in them to get to get past the first round. Like just to see, I feel like they can get past the, the first round, and when they get into the second round, it that's when we really get to see like, okay, is this is this really because you I, I mean looking at it in the in the playoffs, it's kind of like the first round is kind of like you know you're just cruising through, and then the the tempo kind of speeds up in the, a little bit in the second round. It kind of gets competitive a little bit, but it really gets competitive when it comes to the conference finals. So I feel like them. They, I feel like they can get past the first round, but the second round is like we're gonna really see. Like, okay, okay, you get past the first round, cool. But what what can you do in the second round? Do you still have more left in the tank? Let me see what you can do. And we gotta look at it too. You know, John Morant, like he's dealing. He's dealing with you know injuries, but Desmond Bain. You know all those other guys. I feel like Stephen Adams. You know I look. Just looking at him when he played with Westbrook, he was able to get get it going. That's how. That's what I see with this team. That kind of remind me of OKC when you know it was Westbrook and you had Stephen Adams, but like you also have you had a, when they had a Nice Canner at the time. But like 
you know, Jared Jackson, you got Jared Jackson and Stephen Adams. So like John Morant could still do what he does best, you know, scoring and all getting to the basket and shooting, but he can also facilitate and get the big man's going. And then Desmond Bain, who can also put up a scoring display too. So looking at them, I, I believe they can get to the second round. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, that they, they have a good core young team that can, you know, scare some of these teams who are, you know, with veteran players, like, you know, it comes to the playoffs, you know, experience matters, but if your team chemistry is on point, nothing can stop you. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's um, what it's all about. Right. And five teams have currently been eliminated from playoff contention, the Pacers, the Pistons, the Magic, the Thunder and the Rockets, which kind of no surprise. I think when Indiana yeah. gave up all of their talent, it, it made, gave up everybody. Just those teams are not really a surprise. Uh, there's still three spots left. Well, four, I kind of have to say. Four spots, three, three spots left that are still up for grabs in the West. Sacramento being, you know, lower on the end. Still has a chance with a 26-48 record. The Trailblazers are still there, even though Damian Lillard said he's not playing. So, yeah, I wonder wonder if Josh Hart will try to pull through somehow. They're still in it. 27-45 record. The closest team right now to clinch a spot would be the Spurs. They're at 29-44. They're two games back of the team that's currently in 10th. I don't know if I should say their name. I didn't get that. Could you try? Even Siri, even Siri doesn't think, you know, she was like, I don't know if I should say it, but uh, <laughs> they, they run with um, Los Bangles Bakers. Oh man, the Lakers. <laughs> Los Bangles Bakers, the Bangla, the Bakers, you know, the Fakers. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, it hurts. I'm a Lakers I, it, it hurts me too because this is embarrassing. This is an embarrassing time. You have one of the most dominant players in the game. You think you would have the, you know. Well, I said at the beginning of the year, this team on paper looks fantastic. That's the same with Brooklyn it, when they had it, James Harden. Rip the paper in half. It wants me to set it on fire. This thing is a joke. They're two games away. The Spurs still have absolute every chance to make it into the as a tenth spot. Honestly, they should. The Lakers don't even need it. What are they going to do? What are they? They're a tenth spot now. If they win, they have to. If they keep it up and clinch that tenth spot, they would probably be playing against the Pelicans away but at New Orleans. So that kind of narrows that down. If they make it, they're they're not. I just don't see it because I I like I remember saying this once before. The season, their season is over. Their LeBron season. LeBron is chasing Kareem right now, and you have Westbrook who really you know he had a tough time tough time. He adjusted. I feel like he adjusted, but I just feel like looking at it now, LeBron built this team for him so he could score. They don't have a defense. And just with Anthony Davis, you know, coming out and coming out and he feels like he's optimistic about returning. But my concern is can this man stay healthy? Like LeBron is basically doing most of it by himself. 
and you know Westbrook is coming in and having is like I feel like Westbrook came in towards the end of the season, close to the end of the season, and he's starting to have a, a great game. He's starting to have one of his best games, you know, still putting up the triple doubles here and there. So, but LeBron is chasing Kareem. Um, this team is this team is literally gonna split up, split up coming out of next year. They're gonna trade Westbrook. It just it's it's not good for for the team. It's just it's just not good because they don't have they're not using Dwight Howard. Honestly, Dwight Howard is not playing. And yeah, he's being very non-existent right now. And I don't see them making a deep playoff run no matter where they sit. I think we have to look at it as a perspective. This is, we just need to wash the seat, wash the season. Cause like you said, LeBron is chasing, chasing a stat line right now. He's turned into Westbrook as far as when Westbrook tried to average a triple double for like what, three years, two, three years in a row. Well, he did, he did for like three, at least three to four years. And, and it was just, you know, that's great, but you're not making a playoff run. You're yeah. chasing stats. And I get you want to be a record setter, but is that the record that you want to prove when you're not – you're being a team player in a sense. You're being a team player that fulfills on filling a stat line. And, I mean, he can uh, he can go about uh, – because I guess it's just me. But I think, you know, winning helps to a point. I think, you know, improving records yeah. – like yeah. season record through year by year helps. Like you average a triple double per year, but you only get about thirty five wins. That does not help. Thirty to five to forty wins that that doesn't really help. But if you were a triple double setter and your team was getting you know fifty wins, I'd give you something for that. Forty five to fifty wins, I give you something. That's an improvement. But not... I mean, when you look at when you look at, I'll I'll give you an example. Like Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson wasn't a he didn't win a championship, but he was a scorer. He put, you know, he did his thing. He made, he was like, I feel like the same with Westbrook. Like Westbrook is just making history you know, with the records. And that's what people talk about too. I feel like, you know, with champ, if if it's really going to be about winning a championship, then that's going to be a top, that's going to be a different topic. You know, if we, you know, a champions, but if, if the player's not looking to win a championship, then it's just, that's what they're just going to do. I felt at some point, Westbrook was trying to – he wanted to win a championship. But, you know, I seen where he got the booze from being with the Lakers and being up under LeBron. And that's the thing with LeBron. I, I realize why a lot of players don't really play with LeBron like that because you're adapting to LeBron. LeBron's not adapting to anybody else's play style or anything. It's, it's like – it, and I and that's what I that's the realization I came to and I was like wait wait a minute something's not right how 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 are we how is this how is this guy supposed to win if you no, I, I totally understand I I agree with that because I saw it when he got rid of when he got rid of ball when he got yeah when he got rid of ball and he got rid of Caruso when he got get rid of Caruso I was like are you kidding me when he when he got rid of Lonzo Ball, I was I was upset because, for one, and I could see why because, you got two ball primary ball handlers. Lonzo Ball needs the ball. I mean, Lonzo doesn't need the ball in his hands, but 
actually he really does when it comes to facilitating it being that playmaker he him and lebron got the iq lebron could have played his normal position which is the full small forward and still and then like say if lonzo comes out you know do then let lonzo do what he does same same with westbrook westbrook is a playmaker too but westbrook plays at a speed that you can't catch you can't catch on to and that's the thing with carmelo lebron and the rest of them they're, they're like they they want to be on cruise control when lebron when lebron wants to go coast to coast he'll go but the thing about lebron is i see in the game where he fall he get if the ball gets stolen from him, if the rock gets taken out of his hand he's sitting there on the ground for like three to five seconds and i'm like get up play some defense you know and he doesn't play defense and then when when the team when when the Lakers get the rebound, pl- playing good defense on one possession, oh, he's up and running. And I'm like, come on, they they really really looking at it. All those players that left the Lakers, including Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, Josh Hart, all those guys, they are truly successful. Yes, it's good to play up under a great player like LeBron, but you also got pros and cons to LeBron because look at what LeBron did this year, you know. They made a mistake of getting rid of JaVale McGee and, and du- Dwight Howard at some point. Why is why would you have DeAndre Jordan as the starter when you have Dwight Howard who knows the system? It doesn't make sense. You're right. I think the system only works if you're kind of – some people can adapt, others can't. I think the system, if you when you have LeBron, it's – it's the mentality of his his way or the highway. Yeah. It doesn't help because he's not allowing players to grow. No. Out, you know, he wants he wants talent that's already kind of curated. He doesn't want to have to right now at this point to mold and to help. Yeah, he's I, not he's so, not thinking about the process. He's he's like, I'm in the win now mentality. I think and the funny thing is when you brought up that that 76ers roster, that 76ers team. I looked at the roster. You know, Allen Iverson didn't have much, but he had talent that he he was still one of the younger guy, like guys on the team. Yeah. You know, he, it was the Allen Iverson. You had Raja Bell. You had Tony Kukoc. You had Anthony Miller. You had Dikembe Matumbo. You had guys who might have been, you know, older, you know, up there. But still, you had talent that worked with you, and that team. Granted, it's amazing how they got to the East, the finals. But you know, that team was able to work with each other, and and that's the thing. That's why I felt like I didn't even know Tony Kuko was since you mentioned him. I didn't know he was with the Sixers after he left the Bulls. I didn't even know that, but. Um, that team with Allen Iverson, it's like at your core, you when you want something bad enough, you're gonna do whatever needs to be done to do it. And the, and just like, you know, that's what they did. And that same with Westbrook. Westbrook is a is a great player. A lot of people don't like like him because of the, the way he is. I'm like, Westbrook is not a selfish player. He's a he's a playmaker. I'm like, I I I had debates with people. They were like, oh, yeah, he he has triple doubles. And I'm like, 
you do you know what it takes to get triple doubles? You need points, assists, and rebounds, or you can do points, rebounds, steals, or blocks. What it, which whichever way you want to do it. But Russell Westbrook has never been a selfish player. Put him with with a big man like Stephen Adams or a guy a guy he could play with like a Joel Embiid. He will thrive and he will make he will make plays happen. Westbrook knows he can score, but he can also play make. He's done it in OKC, so I'm like. I just feel like for Westbrook, I feel like if he would have went to the Clippers, it would have been a different story. If, if he would have went to the Clippers. That would have been interesting. Uh, so, so with with kind of rounding out, so with we've gone over the West and then the East, you know, two teams left. Um, not really, you know, much to say. I mean, the last two left are the Wizards, the Knicks, who still have a chance with the Hawks being as a 10th seed. And the Hornets at a nine, Brooklyn at eight. Now with Brooklyn, good news coming as you know Kyrie Irving may be able to play at home. Yeah, with COVID restrictions going down, I would say I would rather they don't need to kind of push for home court advantage. There's no point. Yeah. But I think with now that it's free, oh the the pedal is going to be to the metal with this team. I think Brooklyn is going to be very underrated. I think they'll have a really good run. Uh, Brooklyn will go up as far as making a great run for the, in the playoffs to at least make it to the Eastern conference semifinals, if not conference finals, the bulls have dropped, you know, with, you know, losing three, they're three and seven in their last 10, losing the last two. They're giving up a lot. I'm not confident in them right now. Hopefully, that'll turn around in the playoffs. Philly being strong, Milwaukee even better. I would like to see a rematch of a Milwaukee Brooklyn Eastern Conference Finals. Oh, just make sure KD doesn't put his foot on the line. Dang, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, you know. KD better, you know, get some get some better shoes so he doesn't have to deal with that. I think he, he got hurt too in the oh, yeah. um that last game that the, the, I don't know if it was the last game he played. He took his shoe off and his foot was hurt. He had to hold. He was holding his foot because he yeah. when he went to drive, he um you could tell the way his the rotation of his foot, the movement of his, his foot from a different angle, and I was like, oh, that's bad. Yeah, it was, and I think we'll need to see what happens as far as um, how he feels, how how the conference is going to go. Like we said, we have under we have two two weeks, if not less than that, left in the regular season. Then we get to the fun part, we get to the playoffs. Yep, anything can happen, and no team is out. Um, so we're gonna take a quick commercial break, guys. When we come back, we have a one on one our one on one Hooper profile with. U.S. Naval Academy women's basketball star Jennifer Coleman coming on the show. So stay tuned. And welcome back to the Hoop Jack podcast series, guys. And today for our one-on-one Hooper profile, we have a very special guest from the United States Naval Academy. We have Miss Jennifer Coleman. Jennifer, it's great to have you on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. So um, I looked at the season. You guys had a really good season this year. Um, and I know with kind of COVID and everything like that, you know, kind of hit some bumps in the road. Uh, were you – how did the season feel like for you? And also, were you able to kind of get fans back into the stadiums at some point? Um, 
Yeah, so the season, uh, it was, it was you know, a lot of ups and downs. Um, but, you know, in the end, you know, we made it to the semifinals. So that was um, that was super exciting. Um, and we did, we were able to get some some fans back in the stands. It was nice to have my, my parents back at the games and, uh, you know, some of our old faithful fans uh, back and seeing their faces and hearing the uh, cheers, especially with the Army-Navy game. We had a, a huge oh, yeah. showing. Yeah. No matter whether it's football or basketball, <laughs> Army Navy is always one of the big rivalries that time. Always. Um, and you actually grew up uh, in, still in the state of Virginia, growing up in Richmond, correct? I did, yes. So, and I, I also kind of am outside of Virginia. So, being in Virginia, there's a lot of big basketball is pretty big. Whether you go mm-hmm. to the beach, whether you go to Hampton to go play at Boo Williams. How did you get started in basketball? Kind of, how did you kind of get into the sport? Yeah, so there was a, um, it's called a CYBL or some youth league. Uh, that I know, I had. Yeah, I know what you talked about, yeah. Yeah, growing up, um, my parents put me in that. They actually put me in a lot of different sports. Um, it was soccer, uh, softball, karate, uh, Know, any any dancing anything they could think of they kind of threw me in it and um just let me let me uh pick you know what I like the best and I stuck with softball and um basketball for for the longest and then I chose you know basketball kind of won out uh once we started doing like AAU time because it's hard to do travel softball and um basketball so basketball just kind of won out and got into AAU and high school and college yeah, and like you said, it's hard to commit to one when you're talking about AAU and then playing AAU in Virginia. I know you're looking at a lot of competition, a lot of great, great competition in itself. But what kind of how did you what kind of teams were you on for AAU in in kind of your area? Um, So I uh, I started out on a team called the Richmond Timberwolves and then we kind of branched off and made a an organization called Crossover Hoops. Um, and I tried out for Boo early on, uh, kind of in my career, got invited to try out there. I didn't end up making it, but um, yeah, I tried out for Boo and kind of stuck with Crossover Hoops my whole uh, AAU career. And then for high school, I was with Highland Springs High School. Uh-huh. Uh, and we, we, were, we were pretty good. We had a lot of D1 talent on our teams. And we had even... Um, a pro in Najee Pollard who went to Delaware State University. Um, so, yeah. And was the competition being playing at Highland Springs, was the competition really good that you were playing at? And as well, I mean, like you said, you had, you guys had a good team. You obviously the chemistry was there. What was it like playing for that for Highland Springs? Um, So we really blew every team out. Um, we didn't have really have much competition until it got to, you know, like tournament time. Right. Um, we had we had some really good competition from the seven five seven area. Mm-hmm. Um that would just, you know, we always would lose in the state championship. Uh, we would kill every team till state championship and a team called Princess Anne, you know, always give us a run. But it was it was super fun, you know, winning all the time and you know, we blew a lot of teams out, but it was it was good. The chemistry was amazing. I played a AU with a lot of those girls as well. So yeah. So that's good to hear that you guys were kind of that close, both mm-hmm. in high school 
school as well as you know the programs that you were in have you still been able to keep in touch with a lot of the girls that you played with throughout your college career keeping in touch for sure yeah I keep in I keep in touch with a with a lot of them especially um girls from Highland Springs and some of the girls from Crossover and whether it's you know text or um you know if I if something happens on Instagram you know they'll they'll repost uh you know the awards or I'll repost theirs and you know, when I when I get a chance to go home over the breaks, you know, we try to um, stay in touch and, and link up. Uh, one of the girls, uh, Sierra Crudup, she goes to um, UNC uh, G, UNC Greensboro, and um, mm-hmm. you know, we're super close. So, so being able to go to the Naval Academy, I know that's a really big deal. I know it's really hard to get in. It's like very handpicked from what I've heard from family and friends and everything mm-hmm. like that. But how did you decide to want to take that path to be a part of the Naval Yeah, so basketball kind of led me here. I went to a um, camp at the University of Maryland, and um, they get um, high school coaches to coach um, at their camp, at their uh, elite camp. And right. my coach for that camp, she – I won MVP for the division I was in there, and the high school coach that was coaching at the camp, she ended up becoming the assistant at Navy, what, maybe a year or two, maybe a year or two later. Um, and she remembered me and reached out to my to my high school coach, and it was just uh, – downhill from there and I got looked into it and then I just thought it was an amazing opportunity and wanted to take advantage um the process was your your family is spot on with the with the process being um different and and yeah it It is very you know hand-picked you got to have the grades kind of the (laughs) recommendations I believe you have to talk to like the governor or something like that Mm -hmm. somebody like that but I know it's well-deserving after you've gone through the whole process to kind of be able to get to that point. Mm -hmm. So congratulations on that part. Thank you. And then uh, since we are approached, since you have just finished your senior year, correct? Mm -hmm. um, What what can you talk about your experience playing? Because is Navy in the Patriot League or the American Athletic Conference? Um, We're in the Patriot League. Our football team is in the American Athletic Conference. Okay, so – pretty much only footballs in the AAC and yes. the Patriot League. So what what was it like pl- being a part of the Patriot League and kind of the competition that you got to play against? Yeah, so being a part of the at the Patriot League, it's been you know, it's been good. We have good competition in the the competition in the conference as far as basketball goes is very good, you know, even this year our our record necessarily didn't reflect I think how we performed but we were we felt like we were always competitive and and, you know we were in every game so the competition was there and um it's always been fun especially with Army uh like I said earlier being in in the Patriot League as well it's uh that's always exciting game right and then kind of going through your college career I know a lot of I mean, I know with the Naval Academy, you guys are basically working while you're at school, so it's kind of here and there. Mm-hmm. But with college athletes profiting off of NIL deals, yeah, I know with the Naval Academy, you kind of don't really have to. But I mean, in a sense, would that opportunity ever arise? Had that ever has that opportunity ever arise? You would reach out to like other 
brands or work with your own brand in a sense? Right. So with us being in the military and working for the government, they don't allow us to um, take advantage of the NLI. Like we, they just don't allow us to because we work for the government. Right. Um, because I've, I've had, you know, a couple people, you know, reach out for that um, throughout the season and um, just, just wasn't able to, you know, take advantage of that because of the school that I'm at. So, yeah. And it is kind of a precarious situation because like you said, the Naval Academy, whether you're in the Navy, the army, the coast guard, you're basically working for the government, yeah. you're working for the arm for the branch of the armed forces. So it's kind of, they have their rules mm-hmm. and it, it, it is what it is. Um, and then speaking of being graduating this year, have you gotten your orders yet for when you graduate? Yeah. So our graduation is May, May the 27th. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, I will be going, I picked a ship um, out of Norfolk um, Naval Base. Yeah, and, I know we're not Norfolk. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be uh, out of Norfolk and, um, on a ship out there, I'll be a surface warfare officer out there. Um, okay. If my basketball career is done, you know, there's still there's still hopes of, um, you know, playing after and things like that. So. Right. And there's always opportunities to where you can even market basketball as being like a coach or something. Right. The trainer. There's always opportunities like that where you can use your military background as a sense help to others as well. And it's exactly. always you know, a positivity. You got to look at it through that lens. Exactly. And then um, my last question to you is what advice would you give to the next generation of high school basketball players or even future uh, attendees of the Naval Academy for mm-hmm. how you would handle college, whether it's through basketball or, or whether it's through life? Um, I think I have, you know, two pieces of advice and that's just believe in yourself. It only takes you believing in you, you know, because you get that one opportunity. And if you believe in yourself, then I think that can take you very far. Um, and then the uh, next thing is hard work. It It's just you put in the work and it breeds confidence in yourself. Um, so just keep putting in that work and believing in yourself and things will fall into place. I truly believe that. Um, so those are my two pieces of, of advice. And I agree with that 100%, I think. A lot of people, especially the youth, need to kind of know that it, it hard work will pay out in the long run, mm-hmm. no matter what. Every time. Yes. So uh, thank you, uh, Jennifer, for taking the time to come on the show. Uh, I've enjoyed kind of hearing your story. And I wish you the best of luck with your orders uh, heading to Norfolk once you graduate in May. And uh, looking forward to seeing the success, the success you have in your naval career. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for having me. No problem. All right, guys, we'll be right back with more Hoop Jack, so stay tuned. And we're back, guys. So I want to thank Jennifer Coleman for taking the time to come on the show. I look forward to seeing how seeing what how her naval career goes and with her future endeavors in the Navy and whether she continued to uh, give basketball advice and continue basketball throughout her naval career. So we're going to get into our Boosted Biz uh, deep thought, and we have our swag out there. It is up on the Boosted store. You can always check it out. Head over to our Instagram page. Click on the link tree. Head over. 
click on swag and all of our our new our logo is out there with all of our our merch out there courtesy of boosted biz uh, i want to thank them for helping out with the logo well, kind of a redesign a little bit uh but you know it's all ours they pretty much it's 100 ours you know they help out they do the best they can they do great work so i'm thankful for them and guys make sure to reach out to them they're great people they're a great business great company so my deep thought today is what would happen is some of these teams who are who are in the sweet 16 or can, trying to get into the elite eight what if these teams uh were kind of in it so kind of going over some of the alumni who've played see alumni who've been a part of these programs whether for one year or even four years so i want to see just give you a few names out there so we will go over some of the duke alumni guys like jabari parker jaleel okafor Ooh. uh al singler quinn cook jordan goldwire javin De delurier what would happen if that duke alumni team was in the tbt tournament oh it'll be it'll be problems jaheel okafor and jabari see Jabari Parker, he's like a guy who could post up. Get get him get him up there. He'll post up on you. Jahil Okafor is like pick and roll, or he'll post up too, or he'll just he'll hit a jump shot. Uh, Quinn Cook, it he he'll shoot from anywhere on the court, or he'll drive, or he'll hit that. How about, or how about this North Carolina UNC alumni team? Stop Joel Barry Joel Barry the second. Marcus Page, Justin Jackson, Luke May, James McAdoo, Tyler Hansborough, Kennedy Meeks. That team would be scary. See on the court. Mm. Or even this Wolverine team. Mike Smith, Derek Walton Jr., Muhammad uh I sorry to read uh Muhammad Ali Abdurrahman. Jordan Morgan, John Teske, Mitch McGrary, Charles Matthews, that Wolverine team, or even this Arizona team, Brandon Ashley, Derek Williams, Chance Comanche, Kyle Fogg, Nick Johnson. I like this one, the Texas Tech, the Red Raiders. You have Bryson Williams, Tariq Owens, Adonis Arms, Mac McClung, Keenan Evans, John Robertson, out of the Red Raiders or the Villanova team, Jermaine Samuels, Amari Spellman, Daniel Ochafu, Dante Cunningham, Chris Jenkins, the mm. man who hit the game winner a couple years ago. Game winner. Or even let's let's see, we got the we got the Houston, the Cougars, we got Jonathan Simmons, Devin, Devin Davis, Josh Carlton, Nate Hinton. Or even in the last, but this Providence team, Noah Forchler, LaDante Hinton, Al Durham, Alpha Diallo, Nate Watson. I mean, some of these guys, these are big names, for not only for their program, but in the college basketball world. And I know you had a fan. You were you're, you sounded ha happy when I read some of those Duke alumni names. Yeah, I, I'll go with Duke, man. I feel like them, they, I feel like, Duke, put Duke against Michigan. I feel like that would be a good matchup. I like that. I like Duke or the UNC alumni. You know, Luke May, Joe Barry, Marcus Page, Justin Jackson. 
even Hansboro, man, that'd be scary to see. Um, and then uh one and then one more thing we go before we go into our mindful moment. Um so Adidas big brand is the first major sports brand to avail a name image likeness, you know, the NIL network. It'll be open to every eligible student athlete at its division one school. So just division one, but how would you have felt if you were able to kind of get that quick as a D one athlete to work with Adidas? I mean, it would be a wonderful opportunity, you know, partnership with them and then looking at it endorsements coming later on and then you just networking with the people the people in the adidas organization so you're getting insight on what whatever whatever you need to know and then just taking off throughout throughout your career so it's all about the i feel like it's the relationship you build with the people there the network you know like i said so yeah right uh, and then we're going to get so and then quickly heading into our mindful moment where our mindful moment moment is brought to you by Kenichi Bear. They're a great company, great headphones, whether you're listening to music or whether it's gaming, great wireless headset for gaming as well. Make sure to go check it out. We have them on our link tree. Great products, great brand. Kenichi Bear, you'll love it no matter what. Um, so my mindful moment uh, being that it's finally Friday. And finally, warmer weather is coming out. Um, go outside. We can't. We don't need to wear masks no more. Go outside. Get some fresh air. Isn't it nice not to have to wear a mask anymore? Isn't it great? I mean, it, it depends because, well, I mean, me, I still wear a mask just to be because I'm protective. But right. some, some people in Texas, they don't really wear it. A lot of people in Texas don't really wear their mask like that. And you have some that do, so it, it's like a mix. It's a mixture, of, right? I mean, I yeah. think what when you go to work, I mean, it you have a choice whether to wear your mask or not. I know be, being outside, you know, when it's like seventy degrees and you're kind of just chilling, I I take it off just to breathe the fresh air. Oh yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Get that yeah, fresh breeze going. I mean. You can't beat that anymore. I think, you know, it, it It was a time where we didn't, we couldn't do that. And we didn't know what kind of that was at some point. But I think also, I think I don't, I, I want people to stop saying, let's get back to what things used to be. I know we're never, never going to get back to what we're never going to get back to what things used to be. And also what things used to be is how we got here in the first place. Exactly. We were, exactly. We we didn't take it seriously well now let's take it seriously let's you know wash our hands let's focus on better hygiene and do better as a people as a society yeah. i think that's where we lost faith was we didn't take it seriously we're like yeah it's all right someone will figure it out like no they won't and i feel that the the common phrase they people say the common word people say the keyword i've hear a lot a lot is normal i want things to go back to normal and you and i really sit there and think what is normal like what you have to be you're gonna have to be deep yeah, give me some detail on, you know specific on that one uh normal nothing's really normal because for me i look at this like i look at it as being in a better place 
we don't like you said we we don't want to go back to where things were because that's what ended up that's what ended up bringing us to where we are right now i'd rather be in a better better place than where i am now you know like once you know covid being over where we we could wear a mask we can we don't have to wear a mask anymore we don't have to worry about you know all this you know getting the, the booster and all that other stuff but it's just but at the same time it this has been taught this has been taught since we were we were like in elementary school Hyg- hygiene is everything man you yeah. you know jerk using hand sanitizer the germ mix whatever whatever you got having d- disinfecting wipes you know it's that's 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 a lot a lot of the common sense went out the window a few just not to be mean but a lot of the common sense you know no that's true and after we do something you know we don't you know if we sneeze we sneeze into our arm and not into our hands you know we wash our hands after just basic kind of hygiene and some people don't wash their hands it's just like it's it's really it's really messed up because you you have to understand and be mindful that you are affecting other people. It's just like it's just like with energy. You come in a room full of negative energy, that's gonna affect everybody else. Is same same with germs. You you have to be aware because not only you are by you not washing your hands, you're not only affecting yourself, but you're affecting others around you. You know, you you have to be mindful of that and com- common sense that that has to come into play. It's it's simple. It's simple. It's the little things. It's the, it's the simple things that we do, that we have to be mindful of. Right. And I think you know a lot of it. Just like you said, it it goes a long way. And like you said, no one. There's not really a normal anything anymore. Nothing's really normal because different people have a different aspect of what normal is. I think. Normal needs normal needs to be changed with kind of a way of life. I think you know people have different ways that they want to live. That's fine, but we can't just say normal because then that kind of that someone will kind of take it as well. Let's generalize or something. You know, we we're not a part of that normal lifestyle. I mean, oh, give me a break. It's just, <laughs> it it just kind of you know just let me say it and don't say nothing i didn't talk to you but yeah but i think you know like you said like you said we can't we can't just keep saying normal like we need to move forward from this not go back to what it was and i think the first step in moving forward is you know washing our hands more open communication i think more people have turned to technology instead of face-to-face interactions with people exactly also, exactly. you know, we need to be outside more. I think too many people are contained inside. I myself included, but I mean, you know, I I'm outside all week. You know, I teach PE, so I'm outside whenever most I can. I like to be inside. You know, chilling. You know, when I want my time to relax, I'll go outside plenty of times. To, you know, walk my dogs or try to go play basketball or even you know anything like that, but. I think we just need to be outside and be more, have more face-to-face interactions with people. Now that things are open, go for a coffee, go for a beer, do some kids don't go for a beer, but go for like, you know, a soda with your friends. Soda pop. 
or some Capri Suns, <laughs> Kool Aid, Kool Aid jams, you know. Some, you know, uh, get some Capri Suns, get that Kool Aid, that Sunny D, you know. Yes. And get that, you know, get I, that, get that juice flowing. I mean, just do some exercises outside, and just, I just feel like sometimes, I just notice with myself, like when you go for a as as an adult, when you go for a walk, just go for a walk and just enjoy the nature. It's like, man, you just you realize when you're walking outside, like anything you've probably been thinking about or worrying about, that just that is gone. It is out the picture. You just your mind is just free and you're just you're cool headed and you're just walking around, feel the breeze. So it's it's amazing. It's just- absolutely, absolutely. And that's going to be it for this episode of the Hoop Jack Podcast series, guys. I want to thank Devin for taking time so much. And Devin, why don't you give us a little insight of where people can check out the Chosen League? All right. So y'all can check out the Chosen League podcast on Anchor, also Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I believe Radio Public is one and Overcast, also Google Podcasts. So, yeah. So, yeah, you heard it here first, guys. Make sure to check it out on all the different platforms check them out on instagram uh have you done anything else as far do you have instagram do you have have you reached out to like try youtube or anything like that as well well i'm still i'm still getting the video the video part fixed up because i'm trying to it's it's been tough trying to i got other things i'm trying to do and then i'm trying to come back to this but the video part is really it's coming soon it's, it's coming soon. It's, it's going to be here sooner than you realize it's going to be here soon. But, the, yeah. Okay. So, guys, make sure to check it out. Give all the support you can. And that's going to be it, guys. Make sure to keep checking us out on Instagram. Uh, we're trying to get more out on YouTube. It's been a slow process, I think, once, once we get it kind of a schedule going. I think by the summertime, I'll try to get more out there. Uh, I've been busy trying to with work and everything, but – the process is going no matter what. Um, make sure to keep tuning in every Monday and Friday uh, with our stories and our Hooper profiles. We love to have our feature athletes come on. So make sure to keep tuning in. And remember, don't be a bystander. Be a Hooper and keep balling. Peace.